We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest, easiest, and safest way to bet on all things sports. With March Madness, the Masters, and the Major League's opening day right around the corner, Bet Online has all the latest news, scores, and odds to help you win big. Best part, you receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Head over to betonline.ag and use our promo code BLUEWIRE to revive your literally free money. Plus, signing up is a great way to support this podcast you're listening to in your ears right now. Again, that's promo code BLUEWIRE. All one word when you sign up at betonline.ag. Bet online, your online sportsbooks experts. On today's episode of the Pirate Podcast, we have a nose tackle, all pro, being released from the Detroit Lions. We also are going to talk about some free agent defensive tackles. All on episode eighty-one of the Pride Podcast. <laughs> Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 81 on the Blue Wire Network. Today's episode is going to be sponsored by Bet Online AG, and I am joined by Pierre. How are you doing today, Pierre? Good, bro. How's it going? Going well, going well. Uh, Malcolm will not be joining us for this episode. And for today's episode, we're going to highlight another position in the free agency market. And that's going to be the defensive tackle position. And before we get into that, we have some breaking news. I don't know if we can consider this an emergency podcast because we were planning to record on this day and time anyways. So, Pierre, do we consider this an emergency podcast? Uh, No. No, okay. But it is breaking news. And if we weren't recording today, like a planned recording, we would have recorded today because of this breaking news. And that is the Lions releasing... Star defensive tackle, Damon Snacks Harrison. And that is some big news. It's a big pill to swallow. The Lions just released, you know, their best run stuffer. Uh, a lot of fans thought he was the best defensive player in 2018 at one point. And now he's not on the roster. And to some people, it looks a little funny. Pierre, what do you, what's your thoughts and reaction to this move? Um, It's not a surprise. Obviously, he was mulling retirement. Uh, he, his play declined a lot whether it's injuries or whatever it is. But uh, 
Seems like, according to uh, Tom Pelissero of NFL Network, he's not retiring. So he's a free agent, and uh, he, he plans on playing. So I don't know if Snacks wanted to be a Lion or not, but it seems like he didn't want to play for the Lions. Um, if you looked at his IG story, he tweeted out something about like stress level going from like really, he was like really stressed to not stressed at all. Yeah, he put that in his IG story. That that was interesting. Um, this is this was a good thing of Snacks adding you on IG. You get the more exclusive stuff. Snacks doesn't add everybody on IG, so you got some exclusives to talk about here. Which is, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, but he did talk about that. He did post a picture, and it was on today, the same day of his release from the Detroit Lions. And I, I look at this move now after seeing that Instagram story. I have to believe that Snacks. Threaten the Lions saying he's going to retire if you guys do not grant this release. And the Lions granted the release. So I don't think Snacks wants to be a Detroit Lion. And it makes sense. You know, uh, this team is going through a, a funky... What do we call it? We can't call it a rebuild. We can't call it... Like, what are they going through? It's basically a rebuild, bro. Like, if, if you look at it, it's basically a rebuild. Like A rebuild and you have to win now in the same season. Yeah. Re, you want to call it a retooling, a rebuild? I don't know, but it's like I don't know what to consider. It's not a retool. It's not a rebuild. Like to me personally, I don't know what they're gonna classify it as, but it's a win now season for them. But they are retooling and rebuilding at the same time. And um, from recent memory and just everything, yeah, from I remember from the NFL, I don't think it's ever worked in the NFL. Rebuilding or retooling, whatever you like to list it as, and trying to win now at the same time. Never has worked in the NFL. You can't do that in the NFL. There's too many good teams in the NFL to retool while you're trying to retool with contract situations and all that and win at the same time. It, it, that's just not happening because, like I mentioned, there's so many good teams. You think Baltimore's retooling right now? You think Kansas City's retooling right now? There's too many good football teams in the league to be retooling and think you could compete at the same time. It's almost impossible. I like to say it is impossible, honestly. Well, to be fair, uh, last year, Kansas City retooled their defense. They added uh, Frank Clark. They added Tyron Matthew. They got rid of D. Ford. And uh, there was someone else. I forgot. But, I mean, it's just like they just need to find players that fit their scheme, but players that also play at a high level because this team lacks talent. Like, compared to the league, like, we have players that are, like, stars, but not that many. You look around the league, some teams have, like, three, four to five guys. We only have, like, one or two. Yep, As, and just a comment on the Snacks Harrison move. Yeah, I I understand the move. I appreciate what Snacks did in Detroit. He was a fun player to watch. He he kind of gave us a little revive, and he was the reason. Me personally, not the only reason, but a very big reason why I had a lot of hope for the 2019 season because what I saw what he did in 2018, and you know he just he changed that whole defense around and in a half a season in 2018 just from his presence you just saw a total flip around which gave a lot of fans hope so it didn't work out the way we expected it to work but that doesn't matter to me Uh, i appreciate what snacks did here in detroit and i'm I'm thankful to be that he was a a lion for even if it wasn't a long time so thank you snacks for your time in detroit you will be missed yeah he, he was good when he was healthy he was actually really good um, should have been an all pro the year he, the year he had with us like that when we acquired a mid season, he was really good, man. Like no one could run it on us. You yeah. could not run it up the middle and we weren't playing scrub running backs. Yeah. Unfortunately this year, um, other time caught up to him. Injuries caught up to him. I don't know what it is. 
yeah. uh, wish him the wow, wish him good luck in his future, and just not when he plays against us. <laughs> also, this move saves the Lions $6.75 million in cash space, but it incurs uh, $5 million in dead cap. Yeah. So, I mean... I, I, I was one of the bigger advocates of uh, saying that we had to extend Snacks Harrison. So, I'm not going to be out here saying uh, why the Lions extend Snacks. I mean, it looks not good now. But I'm not going to be here and act like I didn't say we should have extended him at that time, too. I, I was one of them. I said we should have extended his snacks at the time. So I'll say this about Bob Quinn. He needs to, like, figure out what he's doing because he signed Quandre Dix to an extension and then traded him, which caused some dead cap for Detroit. Like, a little, not that, but it was a little. He signed Snacks Harrison to an extension, which I wanted. I wanted both of those, to be honest. But um, he then uh, he released him. Which has five million dead cap versus if he like didn't sign in, Detroit would have eleven million. That five million would be off the books. Yeah. Um, like obviously as a fan, I, I wanted both those moves, but Bob Quinn needs to make up his mind. Like either like do it or don't do it. Like because it's hard to build a team when you have when you're constantly signing guys and moving on from them and signing guys and moving on from them. You know what I mean? I think this next thing's a little different than the Quadrant thing because we saw decline in um and snacks this game and i guess people could argue that kawandra's game didn't look good the first five or six weeks but that's like it's a little different because snacks is older in age compared to kawandra and he was dealing with the injury kawandra too it's a little different in my opinion and to i guess to defend bob quinn here a little bit even though i'm not a bob quinn fan uh, you can't i can't blame him for resigning snacks to that extension no, no, i don't blame him. i'm just saying though he needs to like he needs to do a better job evaluating the roster. He because they know the guys. They work with them every day. You know, he just needs to be, do a better job. Like before he commits money, so like if he seriously wants to commit money to that person, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's a it's an interesting situation, obviously. But yeah, the lines are officially moving on from Snacks Harrison, and right now they technically don't have a. You know, they don't really have any defensive tackles on the roster right now. They have Deshaun Hand, who's versatile, could play the defensive tackle and defensive end position. They have John Adkins, Kevin Strong, and Jamie Metter under contract right now, going yeah, into the twenty twenty season. And Deshaun Hand has dealt with a lot of injuries, so you can't really rely on him. And John Adkins is not that good, so you really don't have nothing. So you I don't mean, have, you have Deshaun right now. Hand. You don't have much right now. Yeah, you don't. You don't. So I think that's a perfect transition. Let's uh get into the defensive tackle market for free agency. I'm going to list off some guys that make sense for the Lions because now this is with this next Harrison move officially happening. I think we are expecting at least now the Lions will make a a splash move at that position at least uh, if it's either drafting a defensive tackle like as early as round one in the NFL draft or they go into the free agency market and go sign a, a big name free agent at the defensive tackle position. I mean, it almost makes sense now because we mentioned Deshaun Hand has not, you know, proven he can stay healthy to be a, a full-time starter. Right. And the other guys are just not starters in the NFL. No disrespect to those guys, but they're just not starters in the NFL. Right. So um, I'm going to list off some guys. It's kind of like unlike the other ones because other ones we were naming some other depth guys that could make sense for the team, like the quarterback market. We didn't name starters. This one we're going to name some guys that are going to be day one starters. They're going to make some big money, and that makes sense for the Lions. All sure. right, let's, let's start off. We got Michael Brockers on this list. We have Jordan Phillips from the Buffalo Bills. 
We have DJ Reader from the Houston Texans. We have Javon Hargrave from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bo Allen from Tampa Bay. Shelby Harris from the Denver Broncos. Michael Pierce. Vernon Butler from the Carolina Panthers. Austin Johnson. Danny Shelton. David. I don't know how to say this guy's name. Pierre, how do you say this guy's name? I think it's David Onion Mata or something like that. I'm not 100% sure either. He's from the New Orleans Saints. There's Andrew Billings and then some guys. Uh, oh, I've got one more. Timmy Jernigan. And then we have some guys that you guys are familiar with. Ashawn Robinson and Mike Daniels. So, Pierre, from that initial list, who is a guy that you think the Lions just need to sign? It makes total sense, even if it is worth big money. All right, I'm going to go with two. One's worth a lot and one's not, okay? Fair enough. So the first one I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the one that's worth a lot, and that's DJ Reader. He's young, I believe 26 or 27, um, played in the same system under Cornell in Houston. You know, Matt Patricia runs Cornell's defense. He's a nose tackle. Um, he's, he's actually a decent pass rusher. He's a better pass rusher than Snacks. He's a really good run stuffer. He, he's like top five run stuffer in the league. This is a guy who like fits the defense perfectly like a glove, but he's going to cost probably 11 to 13 million a year. Are you willing for to a nose get, tackle? I don't know if you want to pay that much for a nose tackle, but he's are you? Easily, are you willing to do it? I mean, at this point, man, I, I don't even know what the Lions are doing, but I wouldn't They're mind. They're in win now mode. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I wouldn't mind it to be honest. He's he's really good. I feel like his best football maybe still have had it ahead of him. He's he's a good player, and then another guy is uh, Danny Shelton. This is a guy who played for the Patriots. Um, he knows the system and he's a really solid no cycle, not elite, but he's, he's good against the run. Like he's not elite. He's not the best pass rusher, but this is a guy who'll probably cost you maybe like five to seven million a year versus a 13 or four, like 11 to 13 for, uh, DJ reader. So Danny Shelton makes sense. Um, and I remember we wanted him in the draft process. We were talking about like him and Nada. remember that when Nada was with us, Danny Shelton. I don't know if you remember that. But. Pre-draft process or pre-free agency for process? No, like when he was a, when he was coming out. I liked him when he was coming out. Remember, we were like dreaming that somehow Danny Shelton would would like fall to us or something, and then Cleveland took him to pair with Nada to pair with Haloti Nada because they're both like yeah, in the yeah, same yeah. place. You remember that? I don't. I remember Vitavea. I don't remember uh, Danny Shelton. It was though. also Danny Shelton and Vita Vea. No, Danny Shelton is not the same place, but I also wanted Shelton. Vita Vea was also another guy. Yeah, but I remember I Vita Vea. The, yeah. Um, I liked him in the pre-draft process. Uh, he kind of like revitalized his career in New England, had a solid year with them. So that that's, yeah. yeah I, don't remember, I, I don't remember scouting Danny Shelton personally. I mean, I have a, a hell of a memory. I just don't remember. I don't know if I ever did, honestly. I don't think I ever got it to. I might have. I don't. I don't know. I don't remember ever doing that though. But uh, yeah, I like DJ Reader a lot. It's gonna be a hefty price tag, most definitely. I agree with that. So if you're the GM, who would you uh, would you rather go with the lower price, like a Danny Shelton, or would you rather go for uh, DJ Reader if you had the choice? You're the GM. Um, it just depends what they do with their like. This team has so many needs right now. Honestly, like it depends what they do at other positions. I wouldn't mind either guy. I don't think they'll sign both, but I wouldn't be shocked if they signed like if they signed two nos, like one's elite, one's a solid one. I wouldn't be shocked if they did that. But the draft is also like somewhat deep at defensive tackle. You got some solid day two players. We'll get into that later though. But yeah. um 
I don't know, man. They also need like corners too. We talked about that last time, though. But what would you do? How about that? Yeah, like I'm on your same boat, man. I'm, it's tough to predict. I yeah. think, man, I think I would pay one. Honestly, I think I would pay one, but it would it would have to be a pass rushing defense tackle. I don't think it would be a like a a run stuff or a nose tackle. I would want a pass rushing defensive tackle for paying one big money. Or, or you could do this. You could go pay a, a nose tackle and go get my boy Javion Kinlaw, trade back. I like him a lot. I know we're not in the draft yet. That's another option. That's tough, yeah, man. But then, like, if Slay leaves, like, you I also want to man. Up, I don't, how I mean? do you? I don't know how we win now. I don't know how we win now. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that. It's going to be really hard to fix this roster. Um, but let's get back to the topic. So, uh... Another guy also, like, for depth reason, just for depth, and the Lions had interest in him, and it's your boy, Bo Allen. It's my boy? <laughs> I mean, you, you liked him uh, back in the free agency process a couple years ago. Yeah, sure, he has a depth guy. I, wouldn't, I would not want him starting on my team. No, not starting. At the time, maybe starting, but not anymore. Yeah. Uh, he, he's a solid nose tackle. Um, I believe Bucks, and then the Philadelphia Eagles. Now he's a free agent. So... He didn't live up to his contract with the Buccaneers. They moved on from him. Eagles signed him or traded for him. I forgot. I want, to tell you a guy, I want to tell you a guy I really like on this list that I, list, uh, that I named. Go it's for gonna, it. It's going to be a guy that I actually liked in the pre-draft process as well. This was 2016. There was mm-hmm. round one hype for the Lions actually getting him. We got Taylor Decker. But this is Vernon Butler. I really like Vernon Butler. Um, he's only 25 years old. Yeah. He, he played in his first full year in the NFL in a 3-4 scheme. That was when uh, Ron Rivera switched his defensive scheme last year. Right. And he switched with 3-4 and thrived. He, I mean, he had more of an opportunity this year compared to the other years. He started in more games. But he thrived. He had, I mean, six sacks. I mean, I wouldn't say he thrived. He, he was good, though. You know, he was a good defensive tackle. I don't think he's going to cost the bank like DJ Reader or like a Javon Hargrave. But, you know, he's. I think he's going to give you solid production. I think he could start in this league. I really like him in this 3-4 defense. I think he's a very good fit. And um, I mentioned I liked him in the pre-draft process as well. I, I really like Vernon Butler on this team. I wouldn't mind him starting as like a defensive tackle too or something like that. Speaking of Vernon Butler, so a fun story. So back when he was coming out in the draft, um, I actually hit him up. I was like, is it true that the Lions told you they draft you if you're on the board? And he told me yes. Yeah. So then like I thought he was going to be the Lion and – um. He's a cool dude. Like he, he was really cool. He actually talked to me in the, during the draft process a little. But we took Decker, and like I think the Lions made the right decision. Now looking at it, but Vernon Butler was high on on their list. I, I know he was because he said that the Lions said they they take him. So if we uh if we give Vernon if we the Lions signed Vernon Butler, we got a hookup then. <laughs> to, yeah, to I haven't talked to him in a minute, but yeah, I mean if, if I DM him, I'm sure like he'll remember me somewhat. Like I don't go. know. There you go. Okay. No, but I really like Vernon Butler. I think Vernon Butler to come in maybe with the young defensive tackle in the draft. I think that's a very good – like, I'd be completely fine with that. You're not spending the bank of the defensive tackle. And you're still giving a chance to Sean Hand to show out what he could do. Because Vernon Butler's not a guy like a DJ Reader or like a Javon Hargrave who need to get almost essentially 100% of the snaps. You know what I mean? Or like majority of the snaps. Vernon Butler could be a rotation guy like with Deshaun Hand and maybe a rookie in there. And I, I, I kind of like that. 
So I was just thinking about this, like, in my head. Maybe they could sign, like, two guys, like, five to six mil instead of signing one guy for, like, 13 mil. So, like, a Danny Shelton maybe and a, a Vernon Butler or, like, a Danny Shelton and a Jordan Phillips. I think Phillips maybe would come in more than, like, eight and nine range probably, maybe a little more than that. But that's so, also possible. Like, they could sign two, like, mid-year free agents instead of signing, like, one upper guy. Yeah. Jordan Phillips is actually the second guy I was going to mention in this list that I really liked. You could tell I really want a pass rushing defensive tackle, but I understand now that we really need a nose with um, with snacks released now. So I, I, I do understand why, but I think we need a pass rushing defensive tackle. We need someone up the middle getting pressure. The only guy that's ever proved it to me on this roster, and he hasn't even been proven consistent healthily, is Sean Han. And then he only did that his rookie year. I think he could rush the passer, but like you know, we need someone who could play in every single game or at least close to it. Uh, Jordan Phillips is a is another intriguing name out there. I believe you you said he had uh, ten sacks or nine sacks. I don't know. Some websites some say ten, some say like nine. I'm not exactly sure how many. I don't had. care. That's good, regardless. <laughs> but it's really good for coming from the interior of the defensive line. Yeah, he was another guy I liked in the pre-draft process. It was in 2016 or 17. One of them. I know he came from Oklahoma. Yeah, I forgot what year it was exactly. But yeah, he was. I think it was sixteen because it would make sense. This he just ended his rookie deal, so I, I believe it was in sixteen. But yeah, he was a guy I, I liked in round two. We grabbed Deshaun Robinson, which I didn't mind either at the time. But um, yeah, Jordan Phillips provides that pass rush need at the defensive tackle position. Vernon Butler does the same thing as well. So I think if we can get one of the two, I'd be satisfied. And then maybe you can get a, a nose tackle like a Danny Shelton, or you can go in the draft. Trade back and get your boy Derek Brown. You know to compliment him because he has that pass rushing and run stuffing ability. Yeah, that just makes sense. And there's also guys in like the later rounds, um, second round, like an is it Neville Gallimore? If I'm saying his name right, of Oklahoma. There's Devontae Hamilton from Ohio State. Yeah, there's uh, Lucky Fotu from Utah State. Utah. Or Utah. Yeah. Oh, Utah. My bad, Utah. Yeah, let's not get into that too much because we don't want to spoil our draft. Uh, podcast for later in the future yeah but uh another guy i like a lot like this is like another elite guy is javon hargrave this is a guy who could also rush the passer i believe he had let me make sure um i don't know if he had a ton of sex but i know he's a solid pass rusher from the interior um he's good really good against throwing. this guy's underrated in my opinion i don't think he gets like as much as uh as love as he deserves he's really good but he's also played with um Cam Hayward next to him, so maybe that helped him. Uh, let's see how many sacks that he had. He had four sacks last year, and he's had 14 and a half sacks in his career. So not bad for an interior defensive lineman. 14 and a half sacks in his career. Um, good against the run. Good pass rusher. This is also a guy that will command DJ Reader money, 11 to 13 mil a year. Uh, my next question to you is, what do you think of bringing back either Ashawn Robinson or Mike Daniels? I mean, if it's like on a one-year prove-it deal, sure, but I'm not really high on either of them because Aishon just hasn't worked out here. And then Mike Daniels, I mean, he's up with injuries the past couple years in the NFL. That yeah, foot injury. Um, would you mind if the Lions got like a Aishon Robinson back and they went and signed a pass-rushing defensive tackle like a Vernon Butler and, or Jordan Phillips? And, that, and, they go into, and they go into the season with those two starting. I'll say this about Aishon. He was really good when Snacks was good, but when Snacks wasn't good, he was awful. 
Because remember, we're like he broke out that year. They acquired snacks. He was really good. Yeah, and I half. think they were like all like top ten on according to PFF, like IDL. Him, Hand, and Snacks. They were all like in the top ten or something like that. That yeah. one year, we were good. Romeo Guara too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you see that like the impact that like a really good nose tackle has. Even Jared Davis, I think, had a good year. And Christian Jones yeah. dropped the year well, I believe. Mm-hmm. So I mean, just. I don't know. I don't like the idea of having Sean and Jordan Phillips. I don't like that. Um, I like Jordan Phillips, but I, I don't like Sean as my starting nose tackle. Okay. I don't. That was, okay. That was like my main question, though. I I think I'm with you, too. I don't think I would want Sean Robinson starting this year for me anyways. I, I don't think I would. I would want him more as like a depth piece where he can move around for certain like rotations and stuff like that, certain plays, certain snaps, but... I wouldn't want him to be my like starting defensive, my starting nose tackle going to the 2020 season, but it is something else to look out for as well. And the Lions will have competition for like these nose tackles. Like I think Miami might need a nose tackle. I don't know. And they run the similar defense. They as have a ton of money. The Giants run something similar to us. The Patriots run something similar to us. So now there's like teams who like there's a few teams that run the same. So players will probably go to the highest bidder. Yeah, and um, highest bidder. Detroit needs to hire bid a little bit more than those other teams as well. Like we mentioned, we talked to Akeem Spence. You know, Detroit has to pay to get free agents. Uh, I heard Lomas Brown on the Michael Rothesine podcast, another Blue Wire podcast. You guys could go give them a listen. They're good stuff there. Yeah. But he even mentioned, you know, like uh, you got to, you know, pay a little higher price for me to come to Detroit. You know, it, if you're comparing New England and Detroit, you're giving me the same money. And like that's, you know, who you're choosing. It's the same you're defense. Choosing Bill Belichick. But, I, but I'm choosing Bill Belichick in New England. Yeah, it's probably what a player would do. I mean, even Miami. I mean, New York, like bigger cities, bigger markets. Right, and New- especially Detroit- New York and Miami. Those are huge markets. Exactly, and if like Detroit was proven and they proved that they have a better nucleus, I'd say sure, maybe they choose Detroit over. But like Detroit is coming off a three, what a three twelve and one season. Like it's uh, yeah. it, it doesn't look like a very good nucleus right now. <laughs> it's not like. A few years ago, when we were coming off like 97 season, where maybe you could convince free agents like Akeem Spence. You know, they came off a good season. He saw a good nucleus in Detroit. It's kind of different now because Patricia, since coming here, has chased out some players since being here. And, you know, is having this Darius Slay situation right now and has no wins to to show at all. So it's, it is going to be even harder. If you thought recruiting free agents was hard with Jim Caldwell and Bob Quinn, it's going to even be harder now with Matt Patricia and uh, Bob Quinn. It's it's going to be really hard. Um, nucleus is not there right now. I mean, the only thing you could say you have right now is Matthew Stafford. I mean, like, they, they call their foundation pieces like Trey Flowers because um, he's young, Justin Coleman, TJ Hawkinson. Um I, I don't know what you have in Tavai. I think he's limited athletically. He's a good player, but he's limited athletically. It's just like the roster right now. It's not the. It's I don't know their team. Their strategy of building to me is like really weird, and we've talked about this a lot on this podcast. And even Jordan Reed, the, the scout, told us that too. It's just it's hard it's to a, explain. I don't it's always not a good know, nucleus. Yeah, I don't know the direction that this team is going in. Like, sometimes, like, okay, yeah, we're going to win now. They trade for snacks, but then they trade away Tate. And even Lomas Brown said that on the podcast, right? Didn't you say he said, like... Yeah, something along those lines. You can't trade locker room guys because, like, players, like, like follow them. They're, they're leaders. Like, you can't trade guys like Golden Tate, Quandre Diggs, 
Darius Slay. Darius Slay. Like, I get what he's saying, but if the Lions want to build a culture, they should have just, like, like just did a complete rebuild. You know what you I mean? Do, yeah, I agree. You do one way or the other. And I guess people could argue saying, like, he got rid of most of the Caldwell guys. Like, there's not really many guys left in the Caldwell era. But, like, he still brought in veterans that, like, really respected Jim Caldwell and stuff. It's just, I don't know. I think you go either... I think they did it wrong. It's just it is, you know, you choose a direction. You either want to rebuild or you want to or you want to compete and win now. Like I mentioned, you can't just keep doing stuff where you're trying to retool and compete at the same time. Like you got to choose a direction. The NFL is so different, man. You can't there's too many good teams for yep. you trying to retool and rebuild while you're trying to win now. It's just it, it, it never have I've never seen it happen. Maybe it has happened, but like reaching the playoffs is not easy and you're trying to retool and trying to make the playoffs like i don't know it, it's tough you can't trade good players away and then gain good players and then try to win like i think you gotta stockpile as many good players as you can if you want to win now or if yeah. you want to rebuild you get rid of those contracts and go young and see what you have in them and then you take advantage of rookie deals and stuff like that but when you're in detroit like they don't have a direction right now they don't show anything to me yeah it seems like I don't know. Like you release snacks, you're possibly trading Slay. That opens up about 17 million in cap space, a little more than 17 million of cap space. Um, but like replacing those guys is not easy at all. Yeah, and if you had previous draft classes like back up that, I would I would agree with you. Like San Francisco, they had really good draft classes before where they could replace veterans and have them on cheaper deals because they had really good players. But to me, Detroit's draft classes are just like. Eh, meh. Like they're not anything special to me. Yeah. Um. I do want to say one thing though. I've been really harsh on Will Harris, and I, I got to stop doing that because I read a thing about him the other day. I forgot who wrote it, but it's like Harris showed improvement his last six games. He was better in coverage, didn't miss tackles. Um. So hopefully for Harris, the future is bright for him, and uh, we think Hawk has a bright future. But like. I mean, Austin Bryant hasn't shown anything. Um, their fifth-round pick, Travis Fulgham. I mean, the, that guy doesn't even to be that, that guy just hasn't shown anything either. Well, not even just the 2019 class. Look at the previous draft class, you know. Yeah, I mean, you can make a list like Jared Davis. He hasn't like shown that he he's deserved to be a first-round pick. Ashawn Robinson, we just talked about him. That's Tease Tabor's off the pick. roster. Tease Tabor's your second-round pick. Um, I think Decker has been good. I think Ragnow has been good. Carryon um, Johnson is a question mark. It's still early, you know. I'm not gonna give up. I wait after like three years, maybe. Well, so it's a question mark. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Question like mark. It, yeah. Yeah. Um, just Tracy a bunch Walker. Of question marks. Yeah. Tracy Walker was a hit. Jamal Agnew was a hit. Kenny Galladay was a hit. But I think Bob Quinn has more hits than misses, and he also like doesn't draft. Um, really, he doesn't draft that many stars. He he plays it really safe. You know, I, I don't. I don't know. Um, I don't want to get off too much off topic from the defensive tackle position. So let's wrap this up as as that is. So that is a wrap to episode eighty one of the Pride Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed our analysis of the defensive tackle market and some other stuff. Damon Snacks Harrison's release from the Detroit Lions. Um, hope you guys all enjoyed that. Again, Snacks, thank you for your time in Detroit. If you are listening somehow, if you are listening somehow, contact us because we want you on the podcast. We love to ask. We love to have you on the podcast, Snacks. If you are somehow listening, 
or someone in Snacks' family, something, you know. Get in contact yeah. with us. Snacks is Asian. It's hard to reach, man. I can't. I can't get in contact with Drew Rosenhaus. Same. So. We've tried. So, can't get in we've, contact with him. We've tried. So don't act like we're not trying, guys. We're trying. So uh, that's a wrap. I hope you guys enjoyed. I'm Tyler, and I'm out. All right, guys. Before I let you leave, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. Leave a five star. We appreciate all the support. And also, uh, we'll be answering your questions. So if you have any questions, you want to vent, you want to talk about anything, you can leave us a voicemail at 313-355-3116. Again, that's 313-355-3116. I am out. Peace. Chapman, welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.